You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey so that I can help you with your NFT journey. And I've decided that instead of just sharing my NFT journey, I want to share other NFT journeys as well so that you can learn from lots of different people, be inspired by lots of different people. And there's so much opportunity in this space. Bennett is back with me today. Bennett Phillips is a consultant and uh, he's also a podcaster as well, has a show called Talking Heads in the NFT space. And uh, if you missed it, Bennett and I did an episode before this one, really covering kind of the basics of NFTs, what they are, why they're exciting, why you should be paying attention to them, how to get things set up, and also the pitfalls and scams, what to look out for. Uh, and today we're going to go into a little bit of Bennett's journey and some of the projects he's into and excited about Bennett. What's up? Welcome back. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back. Really cool. Uh, we talk all the time about NFTs and you and I were good friends. We were talking you know, daily, weekly, long before NFTs. Anyway, we've known each other for 10 years, but since I would say around April or May of this year, 2021, we've been talking daily and I'd say 95% of our conversations are about NFTs. <laughs> so sure. we're, we're both equally, well, I would say we're both obsessed, but I think you are even more so. You're more in, into the world than maybe I've gotten. So tell me about your journey. Like, how did all this start? How did you get into NFTs? Yeah, I mean, I really, it has just, it's captivated me, to be honest. And I like, I think a lot of people started off like, what is this? This is dumb. You know, yeah. you're paying people paying real money for pictures, basically, or an image or something like that. And I went from that to now complete 180, uh, because I really started to understand the utility of it all. And the first thing that caught my attention was Zed Run. Uh, which is a horse racing, horse racing and breeding game, basically yep. NFT based. Uh, one of the first games that's on the blockchain um, that really got popular. I read about it in a New York Times article. So I think like a lot of people, I think a lot of people who are brought into NFTs for the first time through mainstream media or social mm -hmm. media. Yeah, it's been covered a lot by mainstream media this year in 2020. So it's not just like, oh, this is some alternative thing. There's been lots and lots of articles about crypto and recently NFTs and New York Times and other mainstream outlets. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think that it sort of legitimizes it when you see that. And for some people, you wait to hear from an official source for it to be legitimized, like a New York Times or whatever. And for other people, they'd rather they feel it's legitimate when enough of their friends are talking about it on social, you know. Maybe some, for some people, it's a combination of those two things. But when I saw the horse thing, I'm like, well, what even is this? And I looked at it and I learned that you could buy, sell, breed the horses. You can breed these digital horses and sell the offspring. I'm like, oh, now that's different, right? And I know there's plenty of like mobile games and video games out there where people pay, pay for, you know, what they call DLC, down, downloadable content. Right. So maybe you're playing Fortnite or something and you want this certain skin, like this outfit for your character or a weapon or whatever, and people pay real money yep. to get that. And it's not a lot of money. You might pay five or $10, but then that's it. You pay that money. Now you have that in the game, but mm -hmm. you're never going to see that money back. Right. And so when I learned with NFT games, anyways, you're going to pay a lot more for, to get the item, but you can resell it right. later on. You, you actually own it. And so I thought that was cool. And then shortly after, of course, you talked me into getting a V friend from Gary Vaynerchuk, right. who I'd been following and uh, always have admired. 
for what he's been the kind of following he's been able to build and the subject matter expertise that he has around social media, around social influence, around all kinds of things, business, you know, entrepreneurship. And, and he, got, he got big into NFTs and started educating his audience back in early 2021. That's where I first started hearing about it on his podcast, the Gary V Audio Experience. And he started building up towards a launch he had in May. But I remember a moment, I don't remember when it was, I wish I could go back and look in the history. It might've been in April. I was, I was listening to Gary V, starting to learn about NFTs. I knew he was launching something in early May. And I was out on a walk with my kids at a park and I was texting with you about NFTs. And you're like, actually, I just bought these two digital horses right. from something called Zed Run. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> you did what? Like I get buying it on Gary Vee, but now you're buying, like, tell me more. And that was when we really started talking about this stuff. Yeah. And of course, then we went together in on it and got a couple of the, not the rarest horses, but some of the more valuable ones. And there's, we don't need to get into the, the, you know, all the details of how that one works, but there's yeah. levels, right? Some of right. them are worth more than others. And it has to do with the type of offspring they're able to produce, how well they perform on the racetrack and that kind of stuff. Right. So we'd got some relatively more valuable ones and hung on to them for a while. And then we recently sold them and used that money to buy into something that's been really, really good for us. Right. Which this is one of the things I love about this space is I don't even fully understand still what we've got. And this is, of course, the Pixel Vault uh, founder's DAO token, yeah. the Punks comic, and the Meta Hero Mint Pass, all from the same team, the Pixel Vault team. Yeah. So to back, back things up for just a moment, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you and I both got into investing in non-fungible tokens, NFTs, individually, kind of on our own, but we're also talking about it. We have our own wallets. I My first investments were in VFriends from Gary V when they launched in May, mid to late May. You started with a couple of those Zed Run horses, and then we started talking about it. And we decided there might be a great business opportunity to buy more of these horses and breed them and sell them as like a kind of a business. And mm -hmm. so we created a shared wallet where we both put money in and um, we bought some horses together. And then I convinced you to buy a VFriend. You introduced me some other projects we can talk about. But in that shared wallet, after a few months, we made the decision that the horses are not really doing it for us. We're not that interested in that project anymore. Let's sell them and find something else. And so we sold you, you sold all the horses. We were looking at a different game called Riot Racers. We ultimately not decided not to invest in that. And you found this other project from something called Pixel Vault that has something called Punks Comics related to the CryptoPunks, which are like the most expensive Primo project in all of NFT world. And then two other things, this DAO, which we could go into, and then a Mint Pass, which you could go into. And like you said, they're like very complex. Yeah, yeah, there's layers to it. And in fact, there, there's a guy who's been following all that really closely and he's like an analyst, a financial analyst in the traditional finance world. Uh, he just calls himself economist on Twitter. Yep. And he wrote all these articles about everything that's going on with the Pixel Vault stuff. And I interviewed him on my show, Talking Heads, uh, with a Z. <laughs> and I was, I really felt like I learned a lot from him, but there's still so much more to understand. But essentially, it, it really is driven by, number one, ownership, shared ownership, fractional ownership of CryptoPunks. I forget how many exactly, but there are many of them in this vault, which is then governed by the DAO. The DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, right? So it's basically, it's governed by a set of rules 
and those rules can be changed based on a vote by people who own the tokens in the DAO at any point in the future. So there could be a, a question in the future where should we sell one of the CryptoPunks? And the DAO token owners could vote on that. So kind of the same way you, you could vote with a share of stock. Decentralized autonomous organization, right? Is the yeah, DAO. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the, the actual comic, uh, the way that that DAO token was created was people were given the opportunity to and I don't want to get ahead. I know there's probably a lot of new people yeah. in, in listening to yeah, this we show. Should, we so. should slow down, but maybe we could spend a whole other episode going into that. And you yeah. also did an interview on your show, Talking Heads, H-E-A-D-Z, with Economist, where he really went into some of the right. details of that. Yeah, so he, did, he, did, he did a pretty good job going into the details, and he's got some great articles about it on Medium as well. Um, yeah, but just, I mean, just to go back to like summarize for people, like we invested these horses we thought that we were going to be able to breed them and make like a regular monthly income and it'd be a good business opportunity. Uh, Zed Run had some issues and breeding was closed for a while. And then the prices of the horses came down and became kind of a commodity. Yeah, once breeding opened back up again, people were breeding them like crazy. And then there was yeah. kind of a race to the bottom on prices. So, right. which so I expected, but I didn't expect it to happen to that extent. Um, yeah. So we decided this is not really making us much money. In fact, I think when you sold them, it was almost kind of a break even from where we bought them. Yeah, we, we were up a little bit, uh, right. including we the in, well, including all like the, the actually pretty rare ones we got. And then we went more for quantity over quality in that second attempt. Yeah. And that's the ones that went to the bottom. But our, our higher end ones actually went up a bit. So I think we have something around breaking even, I think. Yeah, so we, we made a little bit, maybe close to break even. But then you found this other project, these Pixel Vault tokens, which again, if you want to learn more about them, go check out, um, I think it was Talking Heads episode four, maybe, or five. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, like, the one with, with the economist. economist. Yeah. Um, but we bought those for a collective, about six Ethereum, which at the time was worth about $12,000. And I think today, as you guys, you and I recorded this in early September, um, they're worth probably about $80,000, give or take. They go up and down every day. But it's yeah. only been three weeks or so three or four weeks, maybe since we bought them, it's an incredible return. And this is the kind of stuff that can happen in the NFT world. Right. If you find the right project and it gets popular and people, and it takes off. Yeah. And I've, I have found the number one source, and this is not an easy source to get right off the bat, but the number one source of information about which things could potentially provide those kinds of returns is through networking. Mm -hmm. So you get to know people, it's you talk like to them. like everything else in the world, right? Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's so much like everything else. It's, it's almost accelerated, though. I think it's like there's a hyper-connected, a hyper-connectedness. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in this space, where as you talk to people more and more, and you see what projects they're in, and you see them continually making the right decisions, you start to learn that that's not luck. Mm. And you gain the trust of people like that, and they gain your trust. Uh, as we talked about the last time we, on your show, never trust anyone fully, but right. uh, especially not with like your wallet, your, your, your passphrase, yeah. your seed phrase yeah. and stuff. But yeah, but you can tell when there's people who are just trying to spread the love and um, and they're just like this one. I think this one's going to be hot. And looking back, all this Pixel Vault stuff was a no brainer that it would be hot because CryptoPunks are hot. Right. And so it's literally become CryptoPunks are number one. Board API Club is number two. And the Pixel Vault stuff is number three because yeah. it is CryptoPunks, sort of. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very connected and they're building out their own whole set of IP now. I mean, the whole meta hero thing, Yeah, their goal, like if you ask them, what's your mission? They're like, we want to take down Marvel. We want to be bigger than Marvel. It's amazing. You know, and whether they'll achieve that or not, I don't know, but they sure as hell have the funding mm -hmm. to attempt it, to go for it. 
yeah um, because and, the values they've created have just and been because so of high. the way they have they've sold it and the dow structure we get to have a little piece of that exactly so it grows so you know you mentioned cryptopunks a few times i said it's like the primo it's kind of like v you know maserati or whatever in the nft world it's like the top project it's the one of the originals um, I think there's 10,000, but the cheapest one is now is like half a million dollars or something like that. It's you, you got to be really rich to get into it. So even though you and I are doing well in NFTs, it's still way out of reach for us, right? But this is a way to have like a piece of yeah. the crypto punk market as they keep going up. We kind of have a share of that. Yeah. And it's interesting. There's other ways to do that too. Like there's a site called fractional.art um, where you can literally just buy like 1% of a crypto punk. Um, or you could buy 1% of a collection that has like three crypto punks and five board apes or something like that. And you can look at them and see what's in there. And, uh, it's pretty interesting the way they've arranged that. Yeah. So to go back to your story about the horses, we bought some horses together, which we, we kind of digressed into this pixel vault stuff. I got you into V friends for a little bit, but when did it go from, oh, I'm investing in these cool little things on the side while I'm running these, cause you're an entrepreneur, you got a couple of businesses, you got a family got two kids like i know you have a lot of other responsibilities not one mm -hmm. of these like oh, i'm 22 and i'm in my basement like working on this stuff all night <laughs> so when did you go from like this is a cool little side thing hobby to wow i love this and i'm in you know a bunch of projects and i want to like make this a significant part of my life yeah for sure um for me it was when i found deadheads hmm. definitely which is a collection that is creating a multimedia brand and there are these little characters i mean you know what they are but for your listeners yeah there's little characters, there's humans, there's skeletons, there's zombies, ghosts, mummies. Uh, yeah, Dead Eds is another NFT collection. Yep. It's another uh, PFP, as some call them, uh, but there's 10,000 of them. Uh, lots of different traits, um, different uh, types, like you said, humans, skeletons, mummies, zombies, and ghosts. And there's like a whole underworld theme. They're 3D art, really well done by an artist named Posse. And they have developed, like you said, they're developing a multimedia brand. They have an animated series and all kinds of cool stuff going on. And you convinced me to jump in and buy some, but you've gone in really big on this project. Yeah, I've gone in really big on it. And and to me, it's all about that IP, mm -hmm. right? And when I say IP, I mean two things. One, as a holder of Deadheads, we, we own the IP to those characters. So we could do things, whatever we want with them. In fact, I'm working on some really cool stuff with one of them right now, for that one of mine that I think yeah. is gonna, hopefully, I'm hopefully like, I want people to follow my lead. On, on doing some of this stuff. And I'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Which is something, by the way, just to caveat, this is different on every NFT project, right? So yeah. like, I'm really big on VFriends. That's one of the, you know, my favorite projects, Gary V's project. I have six of them as we record this. I don't own the IP in any of them. I can't take one right. of those and go off to market and create a show around it or something. I can hold it and do what, you know, show it on social media, but the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is the second most like popular project after CryptoPunks, the holders own the IP and can do mm -hmm. whatever they want with their ape, right? And with yep. deadheads, you can do whatever you want with your deadhead. You can commercialize it and use it to make money, start a show or a video game or, or whatever. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of board apes were really the first ones to do that. And a lot of collections, including deadheads, have followed suit with that. Um, and the so, there's some that are out there that it's kind of almost become where like you need to, you need to give those IP rights or else people are like, well, you, how come this one doesn't give IP rights? Everybody else does, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting because most people don't even know what to do with those IP rights. Right. What are you going to do with it? But so a lot of them are like, you have the IP rights and people were like, awesome. 
And then there's somewhere, like you said, be friends, you may not own the IP, but Gary's building the IP. Right. And by you owning a token, there's value for you. I don't, I don't want to own it. I want him to own it. And I want him to go out and build the brand. Well, so this is what I love about Deadheads is it's, it's both. Yeah. So the creators are doing the show running. They've hired the animators, the voice actors. Mm-hmm. They're taking meetings, you know, with, uh, I, I can't really say exactly all, all <laughs> who they're meeting with, but they're taking meetings to grow them. They're meeting with people in the media space to, to yeah, grow yeah. this. There's, yeah. there's a vision for movies for, you know, they, they want to be a full on multimedia brand. And right now the sort of more indie project on the animated series, which really high quality for an indie project. Yeah, first episode um, was it, awesome. It's the proof of concept. So they're basically saying, we're going to make an awesome brand here, but you guys can too. You can go to off, do your whatever things you want to do with it. So I set something up just last night, actually, that I think, unless there's something I've just never heard of, is a first in the NFT space, which is my character, my deadhead character, uh, I named him and everything. His, his name is Sal Bones Giordano. He's like a yeah. gangster, dude. Okay. His likeness will be a trait, like a rarity trait in another NFT collection that's coming out on Halloween. Okay. Uh, from this Australian artist. And so it's a really crazy, cool looking thing. But I don't think I've seen that before where an individual owned piece from one collection gives approval to another collection to use that character as a trait in their collection. Right. It's like a meta thing, you know? Hmm. That is so. that is fascinating. Okay, so you got into the Dead Edge Project. And I remember when you told me about it, I was actually at your house, we were visiting Mm-hmm. Uh, in Tennessee and uh, in early July, you told me about it. And I said, okay, cool. I bought some. And then, you're, and then later you're like, no, I'm really into this. I'm buying a bunch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll buy some more. Right. We'll see what happens with it. But then you went and you weren't just an investor. You really got into the discord, which we mm-hmm. talked about the last interview we did, uh, which is the place where the community lives for, for sure. every NFT project. You go in there and talk to people and I just kind of check it and see what's going on, but you were really going in and getting to know people and you got to know the founders. And I know you've done this with multiple projects and really taken this like networking to the next level. And like, I know tons of opportunities have come from that because you've taken the time to go get to know people. Yeah, absolutely. The networking is key. Uh, Cause no, net, networking is key to know how long you should hang on for something. Mm-hmm. And Deadheads is a great example. We, we've talked about our favorites. My favorite Deadheads. Yours is VFriends. Yep. VFriends so far has been far and away a better investment from yep. the time when you bought it. And if I didn't know the founders of Deadheads like I do, I might have cashed out of it already. Yeah. Because it has not been something that's given me like a 10x return or anything like that yet. Right. Um, and that tends to be what happens in the NFT space is people, they buy something or they mint it or whatever. And then they kind of expect it to be really successful really fast. And if it doesn't, they move on and there's the next shiny penny that gets their attention, yeah. which I understand, right? I totally time, understand. Time that. moves fast in the NFT world and people there's have always new stuff. There's out. always new stuff to invest in. It is very risky. So you expect higher returns, uh, but it is getting, it's, it's a little ridiculous, right? Because yeah, it is when you ridiculous. invest in a stock, like you and I invest in a stock, we kind of think, okay, I hope this makes me a nice return over the next 20 years. I'm going to just kind of forget about it. Yeah, if I can get 8% a year, that's great. Hopefully it beats the market, right? Like the market on average returns 10% a year. Hopefully it beats that. That would be really cool. With NFTs, a lot of times, if your investment doesn't double in like the first week, people are like, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they want to, if they can even get any kind of return at all or not lose too much, then maybe the next one 
And I like that. I think that's the mentality. The next yeah. one, I'm going to mint it and it's going to be something really rare, really valuable. And then I'll hit my jackpot. And right. so they continually do that. And when you see something, it's weird. Deadheads has become like, there's a few of us that joke about it. It's like the best store of value in NFTs. It doesn't go up mm. or down. <laughs> right. Yeah. It has been just kind of, I mean, I would say since I bought it uh, two months ago, it's been kind of flat. Yeah, it's, it's been a cool it's, project. I'm still, I'm still it's up from where it began, right? I mean, and, yeah. and especially if you want to, there's a whole, we could have a whole episode just about dollars versus Ethereum. Yeah. But given that Ethereum's about double where it was right. when they minted and they minted at 0.09, the floor is like 0.18 Ethereum. So the, the yeah. floor, you know, the floor is double from the mint. Yeah. And Ethereum is worth twice as much as dollars and, were back and then. And for, so, for newbies, the floor, again, is the yeah. minimum price that people are willing to sell for. So if you go on OpenSea, which is the secondary market, and you look at only uh, those listed with a buy now, mm -hmm. sort lowest to highest, or you just click on floor on a project, you'll, you'll see that the floor on Deadheads is, like you said, as you and I are recording this, I think it's about 0.18. Something um, like that. But yeah. you also always have to consider the price of Ethereum. Because mm -hmm. it's a good reminder when you and I were getting into it in July, the price of Ethereum was around $2,100 or something. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah. And we were buying them for that price. And today it's the same price in Ethereum. But the as you and I are recording this again today, price of Ethereum, I think it's close to $4,000. It could be anything by the time people are listening to this episode. It could be $2,000. It could be $8,000, which yeah. is a crazy thing <laughs> in the 24-hour market. Like, yeah, as of this recording, though. So. If you right. want to look at it from that perspective and the, the floor price, people talk about a lot because that's the best you can get to like stock price. That's the closest thing you can get to. If all else fails, I should be able to sell the one I have from this collection for at least that floor price. Yeah. And of course, some mm -hmm. of the ones I have are way cooler than, than floor price ones. So I'm sure I could get more. And even but, to compare, we're talking about favorite projects. Like if someone's listening and they're like, oh, that sounds cool. I'd like to get into one of these projects. The floor price on VFriends, as you and I are recording this, is about 13 Ethereum, which is over yeah. fifty thousand dollars, right. right? And so that's a big difference. And if you're like, "Oh, I want to," these both sound cool, and you have a thousand dollars to spend, go get into the deadheads. But unless you want to drop a lot, a lot of money, but you know, I, just this week has been crazy. Mm -hmm. I bought a V for a, a V friend earlier this week for nine and a half Ethereum when Ethereum was at thirty two hundred or some thirty three hundred. So I spent thirty two thousand, and then just three or four days later the floor has gone up in Ethereum and the price of Ethereum has gone up. Uh, so now the minimum is like 50 something thousand, which is just one of those crazy things that can happen in, you know, NFT world. There's another project I bought one recently, a lot cheaper, the Board Ape Comics, which we're both into, right. um, where now the floor is half of what I bought it for a week ago. But Ethereum's also gone up a lot. So yep. it's just complicated. It is complicated. But yeah, just going back to the whole thing about networking, right? Like, I could kind of understand where somebody might just go and say, you know, I thought this one was going to be really cool. Like on a deadhead, just as an example yeah. with deadheads, I thought this one was going to be really cool. I thought it was going to take off and it hasn't. So I'm going to move on. Like I, I could understand why someone would see it that way if, if they didn't know the people behind the project and what they're up to. So it can be hard because if you're not doing that networking, if you're not investing that time to get to know people ask questions to me, that's the number one thing with the project. If you want to learn about it, you show up in their discord and ask questions and nobody answers your questions personally i just move on yeah um but if you get to know them you know what's going on like that that can be a major indicator for whether or not it's something you should get involved in makes sense so yeah you you've networked you've you've got built a relationship with the founders you've done this in multiple groups 
now you are, I know you're invested in a lot of different projects. I know Deadheads is the biggest one. So yeah, what's your, what's your kind of process when you hear about something, you're like, I want to check this out and, and possibly invest in it. Like, how do you find the good things to invest in? Yeah, several things. So part of it's social media. So I see what's going on with them on Twitter. You can kind of get a sense for if they are talking about it in a way that really seems inspired versus just a copycat effort. Two, similar thing in a Discord. So I'm not trying to, I don't want to say that like you need to go to their Discord and find out there's already 5,000 members before they even mint or something like that. But you want to see that there's activity, right? I look for passion and interest from the people behind the project. And then the artwork, of course, the artwork is a huge piece of it. And you can tell if the artwork is kind of lazy and slapped together or if they really put an effort in. And that's just mm-hmm. a, there's personal preference there, but you can tell quality, I think, you know? Yeah. And then I look for unique things. Like, for example, there's, there's one called the Janky Heist. And I think you're in that one. We've got a couple of those, yeah. This is one that is, it's also 3D art, like Deadheads, which I'm a sucker for 3D art. But they, they're an established brand already. So they're the characters that they made NFTs of already have millions of followers on social media. And they are playable characters in Fortnite, which is a really popular video game, of course. And they do ad campaigns for like Gucci and other major brands. And they just said, we're going to get into the NFT space. And for them, it was all about, we're going to sell. They did a slightly different way. So there wasn't an exact number. I think they have like 1186 in their collection or some off like uneven number like that. And for them, it was, we're going to mint all of these. And we're going to raise whatever that is, a lot of money. And we're going to use that money to fund the development of a horror comedy animated motion picture, hmm. major, major motion picture starring these characters that are already famous. They already have over 6 million followers combined on, on social media. Wow. And, and then uh, a whole metaverse, uh, basically an online presence of a crypto nft based uh, virtual reality game type thing all attached to their brand that's already big and already really popular so it was a fundraising thing they fun- they raised funds through the sales of the nft with the promise that those of you who bought these who funded this for us we're going to give you all kinds of benefits in the game platform you, you know you're going to be owning a piece of this movie we're making all this stuff so that's 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 next level to me right that's more than just I hope you like the art and our community is really cool and we all have a good time together. So I'm a big fan of, of anything related to media because that's, that is staying power. If you're making games, you're making a TV show, you're making comics, movies, any of that stuff, then it's not a guarantee, not a guaranteed win, but it's way more longevity than just my profile picture is still popular and it's still like, yeah. In vogue, you know? <laughs> yeah. You and I talked about that, the, the profile picture, the IP, there's a lot of a lot of projects, a lot of projects that are just like it's kind of become a joke, right? Like animal adjective plus animal, right? Yeah. Um, but hey, yeah. adjective animal venue. <laughs> right. But a lot of them have serious value. Like the penguin, I forget what yeah. the penguin project is. The pudgy uh, penguins, yeah. Pudgy penguins and the koala intelligence agency and all these different animals that have yeah, the, you know, gutter cats, gutter, gutter cats cat gang. Have, yeah, that have become worth a lot of money. Yeah. Right, and have built a community around it. And sometimes you're like, why is that? That's but- the thing I don't understand with those ones is I feel like there's some risk in the fact that they're valuable because they're valuable. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I think it's fine for now. And a lot of people made a lot of money with these. And something like the Board API Club, I think, is kind of untouchable at this point. It's yeah. become like part of the cultural zeitgeist, you know. But some of the other ones, I have to wonder if they can continue to live on this steady diet of hype. But if they're smart, what they're going to do is take all the funds they raised to develop IP. It has to be IP. I don't see what, and maybe there's something I'm not seeing yet. Yeah. But if like cool cats or the, or gutter cats or either of those cats. Yeah. Launch a really cool 2d animated series or a comic book or toys or whatever, then like they're probably good to go for a long time. But if it continues to just be about we're in this social club together and we have the same style of profile picture on Twitter, that has a shelf life, I think. And it's not a forever shelf life. So if they use the funds to do really cool stuff, I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, cool journey into lots of different stuff. Appreciate the, the advice on doing research. And I think there's, there's just so many different projects you can get into. So you got to do your research to pick something that you like and that you think, you know, is going to have value for you and, and look at what else comes with it in addition to the art. But maybe it's just art that you really like. There's also projects. Yeah, it could be the art. art. I mean, I think I've made a lot of friends doing this. Yeah. I've made, I honestly, as an adult, like having kids and stuff now, and I don't socialize as much as I did when I was younger, I've made more friends from this than, than I have since college. It's huh. amazing. You mentioned Board Ape Yacht Club. We might want to just talk about that real quick before we wrap things up, because that's a project everybody, if you're getting into the NFT space, you should be aware of it. Mm-hmm. In addition to CryptoPunks being like the main, original, most valuable, Board Ape Yacht Club is probably up there as number two. And also a, you know, a project of 10,000 that came out in April of 2021. And it just has taken off since then, you know, four or five months from where we, where we are today. And the floor on apes is around 40 ETH, which is, as you and I record this, $150,000, $160,000, which is just crazy. But yeah. they've got such a cult community. And they've also released a couple other things, Kennel Club, and most recently, Board Ape Mutant Club, which you got a couple of. So um, what yeah, have you learned the, the about mutant, that? Mutant Ape Yacht Club. Mutant Ape Yacht Club, yeah. yeah. What people yeah, the floor is 40. I'm just looking at, the, at it right now. Yeah, it's um, nuts. 40 Ethereum. It's crazy. $160,000, basically. For an ape, uh, but like they, a lot of, you know, like celebrities are jumping in. We saw Steph Curry, the NBA player recently, uh, change his profile picture on Twitter to an ape. So it's just- Well, and it's interesting right now, Christie's Auction House is auctioning off 101 apes mm. for five more days. And I think the current bid on that auction is about 8 million. Wow. But there's five days to go still. And it's going to be a really interesting thing to see what happens to that. Because if that, if 101 of them end up selling for- what should that be based on the floor price alone? It should be 16 million, but I'm sure many of them are more rare or whatever, more valuable than the floor price anyways. Yeah. I think you could see something close to 40, $50 million for yeah. them, which, uh, which of course will send the price of the rest of the apes up even more That's right. and everything else that's attached to it. So yeah, it's crazy. And everybody watches those projects to see what's going on. They kind of set the standard. Right yeah. for, for everything else. And I know Gary V's getting up there with V friends. Of course, everyone looks at CryptoPunks and there's a few others. So it's kind of good. Even if you can't afford those, just kind of watch what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And, like, and you can get yeah. fractional ones of those too. So the same thing, fractional.art. There's other websites too. I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Yeah. Where you can find a collection that has, I don't know, six or eight bored apes in it. And you could buy 
$500 worth of that collection, yep. whatever, whatever you can afford and, and continue to ride them up. Um, it really does become kind of like buying stock at that point. It's interesting. So interesting. All right, we're going to wrap this up. People that are listening that want to follow you and see what you are talking about investing in, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah. So on Twitter, uh, Ben exit at it's actually at underscore Ben exit X I T followed by another underscore. So, but you can just type in B N X I T and you'll find it on Twitter and then talking heads with a Z on YouTube and Twitch. There you go. And look in Spotify for the podcast. You want to listen to for sure. Apple podcast too. Apple podcast now too. All right. Talking heads. Ben, it has been awesome as always. We'll have you back on again to talk more about what you're into and continue this NFT journey. It's crazy. We've only been into it for about four months. Uh, A lot has happened and I know we are just beginning. So I hope this has been helpful for people and thanks for coming on, man. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.